Welcome to episode 10 of Strategies and Tactics for Corporate Entrepreneurs. My name is Mark Ellenson. I'm your host of the show. Today, we're going to talk about if you're burnt out, you will not be able to succeed no matter how good your strategy is. Now, what is burnout? Let's look at the words to understand it. When a fire burns out, it no longer has the energy source or the oxygen to continue. Now, in most cases, the flame will become smaller and smaller until it goes out. By getting smaller and smaller, the flame can no longer provide the light or warmth expected. Now, how does this translate into your existing business or as a leader in a corporation? The fuel, this is what gets you up early and keeps you going all day. This needs to be constantly fed into the fire to keep it burning. And there's three different ways to do this. The challenge of achieving a goal, especially if others cannot or have failed to achieve that goal, that's part of the competitive obsession to keep it going. Leading others, the ability to get teams working to develop ideas, products and services, process improvements, revenue that will make a difference and or make a good profit. Or third, climbing the corporate ladder. Now, to most executives, this last one is obvious. That's the fuel. The oxygen, and this is why you walk with confidence, the oxygen that comes from below is critical to keeping the flame alive. So the first one is recognition as being the best, achieving something that others can't or won't. Number two, being perceived as a leader, a success, someone that others follow and look up to. Now, the third one is respect that you receive from your employees and others because your title or the money you have. This is the oxygen that keeps many leaders going. Now, many leaders think that the more they work, the more value they create. This idea has been instilled in leaders over the past six decades. It was never more evident than in the 80s when the mantra was quality time, not quantity time with your family, and that was the rage. However, it is not just the amount of time you spend working that can cause burnout. Feeling your worth as a person is based on the title you have obtained or the money you can make and create burnout as well. When you start to become burned out, you find yourself pushing yourself to achieve goals that are even harder to accomplish than you had planned. Number two, you begin to blame others for not working hard enough or not being committed enough. We call this finger point neurosis looking to climb to the next level before you're ready. When your actions cause a double loop behavior cycle that creates an environment where your employees can't succeed, thereby reinforcing your value as a leader. You take lots of time off, but have not truly empowered your team to make decisions. So you're allowing them to say that they're empowered, but what you're really doing is setting them up to fail and then reinforcing your value, which creates more burnout and more stress amongst you and your employees. Just taking time off will not prevent burnout. It possibly can make it even worse. You may be unhappy acknowledging your teams can function without you. Even though you will deny this is true, as most leaders have told me, no, 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 I empower, I want them to do it. There's a certain amount of unhappiness when they realize that teams can work well without them. It may be stressful if your teams fail while you're away. Now, that may cause you to work even longer and harder, burning out even more. You may have made your team so dependent on you that they're afraid to make a decision without you. And that leads to many calls, emails, reinforcing your value and the time you spend with them, but also reinforcing and causing more burnout. So the conclusion is that a leader that is experiencing burnout will not be able to implement a strategy because they will suck up all the oxygen and fuel from their teams and the company that will prevent their success. 
The only way to prevent this is to implement a mutual benefit culture that is wrapped in the SMART framework, systemic, measurable, alignable, relatable, and tailorable. You get more details on our website, entrepreneurialway.net. It's all free. While this is not a discussion about how to prevent burnout, by understanding what burnout is, you can begin to address burnout before it becomes a real problem for you and for your employees. So remember, you cannot have a good strategy. You cannot succeed if you're burnt out and if your employees are burnt out. The next strategy we want to talk about is learn from those around you and then share your knowledge. Now, what you learn in business school could be very valuable. However, You know how to lead, motivate, and convey your ideas, directives, and goals. The only way to master this skill is to continually learn from your environment and those around you. Learn from all sources, including the seminars, the books, the podcasts, the videos, the experts, even non-experts, religious groups, military people, and of course, your gut, or what we call your corporate entrepreneurial intuition. We cannot take for granted, or as they say, you cannot tell a book by its cover, In my book, The Entrepreneurial Way, I tell a story about a gentleman I met on the stairs of the New York Public Library when I was an upcoming executive in a technology company. And this person would eat out of a paper bag and he was dressed almost like he lived on the streets. And I'd be there with my portable phone at the time and thinking I was something and he'd overhear and give me input. Well, after a while, I started saying, wow, his input is really pretty good. Turns out the guy was worth $100 million. Pretty cool. If you want to learn more, you can get my book, The Entrepreneurial Way, and it tells the whole story. Now, as a corporate entrepreneurial leader, you must learn from those around you by listening and acknowledging that you have listened. Truly listening is difficult since it takes time and the ability to focus on the idea without prejudging or thinking about what you feel is important. You must acknowledge you are actively listening and if needed, adapt your actions based on what you heard. Now, if you choose not to take the advice or act on what you are hearing, it's important that the person communicating with you know that you have taken their input seriously. does not mean that you must give them a reason or respond immediately with your thoughts. Acknowledgement can be in the form of a statement that you'll take it into consideration, or you would need more time to think it over. Just make sure you get back to the person with your decision or thoughts in a reasonable time, thereby reinforcing by your actions that new ideas and thoughts are always welcome. As important as it is to learn, it is just as important to share the knowledge. Sharing knowledge will create a culture of learning from those around themselves and then being comfortable sharing that knowledge with other employees and people you know. It is your responsibility as a corporate entrepreneurial leader to make sharing and accessing knowledge as easy to access and part of your company culture. Be careful not to just spew out your knowledge to others because this will appear to be self-serving and egotistical. Even if you just want to help others, it's important to understand what motivates the people you're speaking to and to make sure that by that motivation, they'll listen and how they will use and benefit from the knowledge that you're espousing. Corporate entrepreneurs know they must learn from what's around them by listening to others, being aware of the competitive climate and understanding the current and future business terrain that they face. This allows for flexibility, creativity, and change necessary to run and grow their business. 
Corporate entrepreneurs learn from those around them and share the knowledge, and they're not scared of hearing the negative as well as the positive. Anytime you hear somebody say, separate yourself from negative people, it means that their conviction is not strong enough to be able to overcome that negativity. Listen to that negativity and see if there's any truth in it. Take it, modify your actions possibly, and go forward. You don't have to change being positive because somebody is negative, but you don't want to only surround yourself with positive people. Now, the third strategy for today's podcast talks about all employees do not need to be responsible. They need to be accountable. The racy matrix of responsible, accountable, communicative, and informed is something that we should look into at a later time. It's one of those tools that we use in corporate entrepreneurship. But for this podcast, let's just say that most managers say they want their staff to be self-starters, yet they justify their management position by saying people need to be driven. They want the employees to be responsible doing their job better, faster, and cheaper. In other words, they want their employees to be responsible for the success of the job function they're paid for. Corporate entrepreneurial leaders know that they are responsible for the success of their employees. These leaders set a baseline of accountability for their employees based on established policies, procedures, and processes. They appreciate and reward employees that discover ways to improve efficiency, but is not expected from everyone. It is your responsibility as a leader to listen and be wakeful to your corporate culture as well as what is happening around you. Then you use and share this knowledge to create a baseline set of rules, activities, and tasks that will achieve the company's goals, your goals, and the goals of your employees. Leaders communicate these goals and parameters clearly so that employees will be able to look for innovation, process improvement, and efficiencies that fit within these parameters. We call it bounded flexibility. Everyone can't be a leader. We have to understand that. Every company needs employees that perform a series of tasks. They don't have to find a new and better way to do their job. And all the micromanagement in the world will not get them to do it faster. These employees are just as important as the management team or your corporate entrepreneurs that are finding ways to do things better. Over the past two years with COVID, this has become even more evident than ever before. The great resignation of 2022 is another example of how important the doer, your line staff, is. Companies are realizing that if there is no one on the front line, their revenues will decrease and that everybody can't be a captain. We need foot soldiers to be successful, happy, well-paid, and be able to achieve the tasks that they need to achieve. That's the end of our three strategies and tactics for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. There's nine others on the website. Go to entrepreneurialway.net podcast. You can download the rest for free. Everything from leadership to goal setting to time management. So enjoy. Love to hear your feedback. My name is Mark Ellenson. I look forward to speaking with you at the next episode, which is going to be strategies and tactics episode 11. Thanks for listening and have a great day.